Midlife Moxie. We are a community and podcast all about midlife women making this one of the best seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail. And I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you experts on topics that you care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our Moxie on. To another episode of Midlife Moxie. I'm your co-host Gail. And I'm Christina. And today we're going to be talking about skincare, aesthetics, procedures, actives, all the things. And I'm super excited. How about you, Christina? Oh, I'm so super excited because you know what? Skincare is the like number one thing. It's the, I think it's the foundation of stopping the aging process. <laughs> And I want to so say right there that, that, you know, there's kind of this argument about aging, anti-aging. Some people don't like to use that anti-aging terminology, but I mean, if you are happy with the way your skin looks, that's what really matters. But the message out there is that if you want to fight wrinkling, damage, discoloration, all these things on your skin, there's a lot of ways to do that now that weren't available to us years ago. So you know, you be you and you do what matters to you, but we're going to give you the options, right? So tell us about our guest. Yes. All right. Well, we have Lindsay Meyer here today and I will have to just preface this. Lindsay and I have known each other since we were five. Yep. That is yes. a, my girl. I've known her since we I'm were sorry, five. sorry, <laughs> Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. And and I have to tell you, she is a boss in her field. Um, she is highly sought out here in the local area, so of California, like in, in Northern California. Um, she is a trainer. She's a facilitator. She's a business owner. And she is just really amazing with skin. Um, our whole family goes to her, you know, because she's just so awesome. So welcome, Lens. We want to know a little bit about you. Tell us, tell us, girl, tell us who you are, how you got started, and all the things. Hi, everyone. I am Lindsay Meyer. I've been an esthetician and licensed since 2001, so it's been about 20 years, and I'm uh, 43 years old. I'm a wife, a mother of two, uh, 13 and 12-year-old boys, and um, a friend, a sister, and a business owner. And I'm going to tell our nice. listeners, she looks about... 29. No joke. <laughs> she got Thank that you. good Filipina skin. I sure do. Thank I you. I think this Thank is you. one of those careers that has some good side effects too. Some good, what do you call those bonuses? Some good, um, you know, byproducts that are nice. So Lindsay, tell us what yes. an esthetician is and what an esthetician does. An esthetician is a licensed professional who specializes in beauty techniques um, to enhance your overall aesthetic, wellness, and skin health. And so how would you differ from a dermatologist? A dermatologist is going to be a physician who focuses on medical concerns like melanoma, um, and, um, you know, dermatitis issues, and they can also obviously prescribe medication. 
An esthetician is really someone who helps maintain the health of the skin, helps guide and direct clients um, to proper skincare. And um, we also focus on other beauty treatments like uh, lash enhancements and hair removal. Cool. Nice. So both how the skin looks and the general like day-to-day health. Kind of like a dental hygienist versus the dentist. I say that all the time. I use that analogy all the time. Yes. Nice. Well, tell us, Lynn, like what made you get started in this field? You know, what what was the need or was there a need? Um, what, What was it? There wasn't really a need. It was just, you know, I was soul searching a lot. I really never knew what I wanted to do as a kid. Everyone kind of seemed to know that they wanted to be doctors and lawyers and whatnot. I just kind of never knew. And I did the general college route, um, and it just didn't really feel like my place. Uh, So a friend of mine who was a cosmetologist had recommended that I try aesthetic school or beauty college. I had no idea what that was. I had no idea what that meant, but I did know that I frequently, um, I, I got massages often, I went to spas, and there was something that just really, there was a pull there. I felt super grounded, and I felt like that was my place. Nice. So I started school and, you know, it was a four month program and I didn't know what to expect. And it was a lot more than I expected. It's not just, you know, making somebody look pretty or massaging their face. There's a lot of science and biology that's involved with it. And so I was pretty intrigued and I, I love it. And I've, I've been in this industry for about 20 years and it's, it's home for me. It's, it's, it's my purpose for sure. Well, tell us, you know, because we're we're talking about the midlife space, and you see a ton of different age groups, uh, but we want to be specific to midlife, and we believe that midlife isn't an age. We believe it's a season. So you're seeing women come in who are pivoting out of their nine-to-five job and maybe doing something different. You're seeing women that are coming in who are in the sandwich generation taking care of their elderly parents. You're seeing women come in who are empty nesters. Um, You're seeing women come in who are suffering loss. So what is the number one, you know, thing that you hear from women? And tell us, tell us what that is. Well, obviously, it's aging and the the changes that they're experiencing in their in their skin. You know, when I was younger, I never understood it. Right? I was like, "You look great. You look beautiful." I'm not quite sure what you're concerned about. And now that I'm in my mid forties, I get it. I, I I feel it. I see it. And so, it, really, it's the fear of aging, right? I, I think is what we see. Um, and my my whole thing is. Aging is a blessing and you should, you should age gracefully and you should really spend the time and the investment in, in aging gracefully through clinical skin care and treatment. So yeah, the major thing to reiterate is, is really they're concerned about the wrinkling, um, the crepey skin, the sunspots, um, and also the unsightly skin imperfections, like the skin tags and cherry angiomas and oh, sebaceous sweet. hyperplasia. There is nothing that screams geriatric like a skin tag. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, I'm it, it, it's 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 becoming more prevalent nowadays because before when aesthetics entered the market, it's like, oh, I just want to glow, I want to look pretty, but now it's a true concern of what is this barnacle on my skin it's and it's so everywhere. It's not like, just on my face. It started to happen it's, to me and I'm just like beside myself. It's a sure sign. It's a sure yeah, sign. It's and, not you just know, she's aging. With, without, it's like with, shady acres kind of aging. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it's real. It's a sure sign. I mean, it's like when you start wearing, you know, your orthopedic shoes, you've got skin tags, you, you know, there's all these little little things it just I'm not that old you know you know like I said I'm all about you know look how you want to look but I just don't Mm -hmm. want women to think that they have to look certain ways because they don't know what's available to them and how how -hmm. good they can look and I think part of this moxie is you know looking your best look what's best for you now how far you're willing to go to do that's completely up to you. And like I say, if you're totally happy, on natural, not doing a thing, just take good, healthy care of your skin. Moisturizer, sunscreen, at least, it, you know, what cleanse that skin. Blackheads are not healthy and good. So um, I want to talk about actives because that seems to be all the rage, Lindsay. Those actives, mm. those ingredients. And so tell us what some of the most popular ones are. And what their target uses are. Sure. Yes, that's that's a good one. Um, actives are going to be in the form of the the number one um, active would probably be retinol or retin-A. Um, and also AHAs and BHAs, so alpha-hydroxys and beta-hydroxys. And so um, what the alpha-hydroxy-beta-hydroxy is, is it's a it's a a combination of acids that help to exfoliate your skin. So, for example, glycolic is a great acid. It helps to break down the uh, glue-like substance that holds dead skin cells together. Um, great exfoliation. Lactic acid is really nice. It's it's more of a um, lighter exfoliation, and it helps to brighten the skin. And then, of course, you've got the retinol. And there's retinoids, retinol. Uh, and that's really to help regenerate the skin. It, it's kind of been coined as the gold standard in the industry for really all things, scarring, acne, aging. Um, and so, yeah, those are probably going to be the top uh, active ingredients that you're going to see uh, women in their mid midlife use. And so before we go any deeper there, I want to talk about those those products and can they be overused? And if they're overused, what happens? Because I know that my skin is pretty thin and I use all of those things. And sometimes it's like, mm, maybe I'm doling out my skin a little bit. Like I want the youthful glow, but isn't that happening? So, yes. so talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Uh, so over exfoliating is is definitely a thing and we find that more and more every single day and over exfoliation can lead to irritation burning peeling redness inflammation breakouts increased sensitivity uh, just a number of things what's happening is when you over exfoliate or you're using an exfoliator that's too harsh you could strip away your acid mantle your skin's acid mantle And the purpose of an acid mantle is to protect your skin from outside 
uh, bacteria and dirt. And it also helps to seal in your natural moisture. And it keeps your skin balanced and happy. So when we when that's damaged, so many issues can happen like, you know, flare-ups of rosacea, uh, eczema, psoriasis, atopic dermatitis. So, you know, I do believe in these actives and I think you should absolutely use them, but I think that you should use them sparingly or two to three times a week. Uh, and then also listen to your skin. You know, it's a general uh, recommendation, but if you're feeling like it's too much, back off. Um, yeah, so. so Lindsay, what I see people don't do overdo. is, especially if they're mixing brands and they're not working with a skincare specialist, a dermatologist, or an esthetician, and they're doing it all themselves willy nilly, they're rolling down the aisle all over at the, um, you know, the beauty store. Where they're making their mistake a lot of times is kind of duplication or replication. Like if you're exfoliating with a glycolic acid pill or a BHA, AHA pill a few times a week, you probably don't need to be using a retinol product too. Isn't that correct? Because they're Absolutely. getting, we also are forgetting that, okay, they're getting a moisturizer that has a little retinol in it and they're getting this that has a little um, AHA in it. And then their cleanser has a little salicylic acid in it. And it's that combination. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. You, yes, you nailed it. And not only are you right with that, it, it, they're also using products that are not for their skin type. Mm. Uh, so, you know, they're heavily marketed. They're just, you know, you got social media right now, just heavily marketing brands and uh, treatments, and they're really not seeking professional advice. So my recommendation to that is, um, just go see an esthetician. Uh, so many of us recommend and offer complimentary consultations. And nowadays we're able to do it over the phone via Zoom or FaceTime. So, yeah, just, you know, don't be oversold and uh, talk to the professionals and help them guide you through the change in the process of your of your regimen. I also think mm. people, and I, I'm not going to lie, I can be guilty of this one. If a little's good... <laughs> A lot would be even better. So, yes, that is, that is my friend Gail over and here. I do have a skincare <laughs> business, and I have clients say, Oh my gosh, I love this microdermabrasion. Can I do it every day? And I'm like, No. But you know, the sugar's going home and doing that every day, especially if they have combination oily skin, because they love that scrub feeling. And, you know, we, we get. we get that dopamine hit when things feel good. Like I did my glycolic peel mm -hmm. last night, and I'm like, my skin feels like a baby's butt. And I'm like, I want to do that every day. But we really need to follow the directions. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Hands down would completely agree with that. I feel like the philosophy of, of go big or go home does not work in this area. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, uh-huh, yes. <laughs> Lynn's, Lynn's knows okay, so well. She's Lindsay, like, how many times have you had to tell Christina no? Kidding. It's every conversation. Oh, you know, it. I love it. But that's what but that's what I love. I love that energy. But you know, honestly, less is best in this in this scenario. Um, you know, I feel like the more often you do things and the more compliant and consistent you are with the right products, the the better your skin health is gonna be. Yeah. So so I I wanna just out myself here. I will do once a week, which is probably not a good idea. But I will do once a week where I do a uh, a microdermabrasion, a peel, a charcoal mask, 
then I will put on hydration and then I'll put on more hydration and then I'll put on more hydration for a glow and then I'll put on oil and then I'll put on moisturizer (laughs) and then I'll put on my eye patches. Then I'll put on my eye cream. Have you heard of an occlusive layer? (laughs) (laughs) But I... (laughs) I'm like, Lindsay, I'm going to let you help Lindsay. Lindsay's over there. <laughs> Lindsay passed out. She'll be back with us shortly. <laughs> you know, actually, I don't think that's bad. I, I think it's fine. You know, once a week is good. It sounds like you're giving yourself a mini facial. And I and I think that's important. And she did not uh, mention but- that the peel has glycolic acid. The charcoal mask has yeah. salicylic acid. Yes. Do and I lie? has... No. Aluminum oxide crystals. Yeah, that's that's a bit aggressive. And anytime you're overdoing active ingredients in one session, it can lead to a lot more problems. So again, less is best, and it's not the go big, go home mentality here. I think the key there, I too, is I that ex- especially with exfoliation, I think you need a skincare consultant, Christina. Um, I do think sometimes people think when they go to an esthetician that you're going to try to sell them a lot of stuff rather than just yeah. the service that's theirs. So can you yeah. give them some peace about that? You know, me, my team and I, we, we don't oversell at all. We, we're really here to help you. Um, I think a lot of people are afraid to be oversold. They assume that the products are expensive. But here's the thing, and here's the reality. You're spending money in either at Target, um, over the counter, at Clinique. You're, you're spending money. And so you might as well spend money on the corrective products that have... Uh, uh, say it again um, for the people you know, in the back. Right. It's they're science based. They're, you know, it's not just fluffy. It's just not heavily marketed. It's truly um, shown to to improve and, and offer results. People so spend a hundred dollars on junk instead of getting the two products they really needed. Exactly. And, and so, and, and I think the other thing is when they go in, they're also almost ashamed of the health of their skin. So they don't want to go, they don't want to be judged, but that's definitely not what we do. We're, we're truly here to help. We're here to guide. Um, and so I'm not yeah. gonna lie. being in the skincare business, I'm almost excited when you come to me with crappy skin. Because I've got more same. room uh, to move the, the needle. I'm like, I'm going to be your best friend. You're going to love me. Do you feel that way? <laughs> oh, I feel you 100%. I, I, love a, I love a challenge. I love a skeptic. Um, you know, I think the hardest part of our job is really building the trust. Mm. Um, and, and, then also, and then also, you know, compliance is very important. So we can spend a lot of energy really caring for your skin and guiding you in a way. And if you're not compliant, Ooh. you're not going to get the result. Yeah, let's talk about that because the treatments that you get at an esthetician's office, we're going to talk about what you would get there versus home. Yeah, absolutely. Is it even worth doing those if you're not going to do good daily skincare? Uh, oh, you're saying the clinical treatments versus... Yeah, because, like, I have a friend. I'm not going to name her here. She knows who she is when she listens. She just will not do good basic skincare. She is such a turd. But then she'll go get Botox. Yes, I see that all the time. And 
it's the 80-20 rule. I don't think it's worth ex um, investing in the clinical treatments if you're not going to invest in your daily skincare. You're going to get more result uh, on, with something that you're using every single day than a treatment that you're going to get. So um, I, if you were to choose one and if you can only afford one or the other, I would hands down say your basic fundamental skincare. Wow. I did sure. not even expect that to come out of your mouth. That's a that's a mic drop, ladies. And she said, if it's one or the other, do yeah. the daily skincare. And I think that would be akin to you never condition your hair and then you go in for one of these deep conditioning treatments every six weeks. It just, and is it not true that even if you're doing the, the bigger things, the Botox and stuff, if your skin is in better condition, isn't it going to be more pliable and almost more receptive Sure. I mean, you're spending the money on the Botox and the fillers and the canvas is not healthy. I, I don't understand the point in that, you know? Thank you. Uh, I think the canvas needs to be strong. It needs to be healthy to receive those treatments and to retain those treatments as well. So so let's talk about, because I, I want to dive more into that in just a minute, but I wanted to um, talk about how the skin changes. I have heard, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but I have heard that every seven to 10 years, your skin changes. Um, is that true? And do you have to adjust? And do, does it change with the different seasons as well? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what does that look like? Uh, well, you brought up the seasons, and I will say, just to kind of um, piggyback on that last question with regard to not getting treatments, I feel like if you, are, you know, invest in your daily skincare, but if you are going to invest in clinical treatments, do it either quarterly or when the seasons change, because when the seasons change, your skin changes. Um, so yeah, and as you get older, I think that obviously your skin's changing. Um, but I, I'm seeing a lot of times that the women aren't adjusting their routine. You hear it all the time. I've been using this product line forever. It mm -hmm. doesn't break me out. I'm stuck with it, you know, mm -hmm. and that's fine. Stick with the product line that you like, but make the small adjustments like switch from a gel based cleanser to a milky cleanser. Yeah, you can't, you can't switch be 48 to, and using your acne wash from high school. Right. Exactly. You, you know, and, and also those trends back then and those fads, they're, they're, they're old. Let, let them go. You know, the apricot scrub is far too aggressive for your face. You know, the witch hazel is stripping your natural oils and your, your acid mantle. Um, so, you know, adjust with the times. There's a lot more science involved and there's a lot more um, products that are out there that are way more effective than what we were using in our 20s. So before they even go, so obviously skincare, get a, get a really healthy skincare system for yourself, switch it up when you need to. Um, well, reevaluate, just stop and evaluate. Right. It does. Right. What does my skin need right now? Don't just keep slathering on the same thing. Stop and actually get out the magnifying mirror, you know. Get in some good light. <laughs> that might be That's scary for people. Get in the slippery slope. There. That's a slippery yeah. Slope. Let's, let, maybe maybe let's not do the magnifying mirror. Oh, guys. you like, have to because y'all there's some <laughs> there's some hair you don't know about. I'm here to tell you. It's there. Oh, and yeah. I want oh, to yeah, see that's... it before anyone else sees it. So I get my magnifier. No. I get in the sun and I just no. look things over. And sometimes it's a little oh, shocking. Henrietta, Henrietta is always right here on on the on the nose. My husband's always grabbing her and pulling her out for me. So, a nose you know, it is what it is. 
it's not inside my nose. It's right in the middle of the, you know, the nostril piece, wherever, you know what I'm saying? What is that piece? What is that called? Right there. I don't know, but I don't sure grow hair there. I, I, oh, I have yeah. one that goes straight out. She's her, her name is Henrietta. We've named her. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan well, of the I magnifying think, mirror. I'm just, I think once you're a certain age, you should do your makeup with it. You should do, I, yes. Well, well, I want to talk about now the, the treatments. Okay, so you got you got somebody in there, they got some good skincare, they're, they're really loving it. And what is the suggestion for somebody who wants to, you know, Huh? Who wants to like meet up with you once a once a week? Is it a once a month um, to get like a little bit more aggressive treatments, like maybe a hydrofacial, which we haven't really talked about that, um, but I I know a little something about that. So so tell us what what that would look like before we get to injectables, because there's a process, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think that monthly treatments are ideal. I think that deep cleaning facials like the fa- the hydrofacial are is hands down the best. It's it's a deep cleaning vacuum device that's designed to vacuum out impurities, dead skin, and dirt. But it also um, helps to hydrate, rebalance, and plump the skin. So manual facials are really nice. They're relaxing, but technology based treatments give you more bang for your buck. So I think it's fair to say we've like come that. a long way in the last five to 10 years. I mean, I, I think there's been a huge jump in what's available and what's available on for the common woman. You know, plastic surgery and that kind of thing has been around for a very long time. But that was typically for elite, for celebrities and things like that. But there's a lot of things just the ordinary woman might want to consider adding. So can we kind of do a fast rundown on your number one recommendation for certain issues. Like if someone came, wanted to come in and get one thing done and this was their issue, you tell us your thoughts. Can we do that? Sure. Okay. Someone presents with sun damage and hyperpigmentation and her name is Gail. (laughs) (laughs) And she's 54. I think her name is I think her name is everyone that lives in the state of California. There we go. So what's the number one treatment you would recommend for someone and the number one active ingredient that they might be looking for at, for at home use for that? Sure. I would say chemical peels and I would say sunblock for sure, hands down, and any type of hydroquinone or um, um, pigment-focused serums. And what are some of the best, besides the hydroquinone, um, niacinamide, vitamin C, I hear all these in relation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Vitamin C is great too. I think with hyperpigmentation, the three products that I would recommend is definitely a sunblock SPF, uh, hydroquinone and a vitamin C. And so when they come in to see you, what additional treatment besides what they're doing at home would you offer someone? Chemical peels. For sure. Tell us about that. How, because I've heard horror stories about these chemical pills. Christina's made Yeah, there's, you know, you know, chemical pills. And the hydrofacial is also really nice as well. They have additional serums that we can add that can help 
brighten and lighten the pigmentation. Uh, but there's several different, I mean, there's a, just an array of chemical peels and there's different categories. So I am not a huge fan of deep peeling your face all the time. I think, you know, superficial light peels a little bit more often um, is going to give you a little bit more result. So lactic acid is really good. The Jesner peel is great. It's designed to help with anti-aging and hyperpigmentation. Um, so those are some, some good ones for pigment. Cool. What's yours? What about, what about lasers? I mean. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. If we're going into more of the, the medical grade treatments, hands down lasers are so great. There's a lot of superficial lasers that I love. Clear and Brilliant is a really good one. Um, they have a specific hand piece called the Permea hand piece that's really good for, for pigmentation. And that's IPL treatment? You just target the spot? Target. No, no, that's going to be an all over. That's going to be an all over. Um, you know, pigmentation is funny because, yeah, you have darker spot, but it's, it, spots, but it's even t uneven tone everywhere. So you really want to target the full face. So basically you're, you're kind of saying even there's probably some damage that we don't see yet, but will become apparent. And the yes. laser would treat yes. all of oh, it. it Yes, I, I will say hyperpigmentation is probably the hardest condition to treat because it's so deep in the layers well of the crap. skin. And when you, yeah, I know, <laughs> it's, it's a hard one, which is why I feel if you're using a hydroquinone or something uh, like that on a daily basis, you're going to get a lot more result doing that in combination with the, the, the clinical now, treatments. Does that lighten your entire skin tone or will it just target the areas where the melanin has pooled? It would just target the, the areas that are darker. Okay, so if yes. somebody says, well, I don't want to be, you know, super white, that's not going to happen. Right. No, that's definitely not going to happen. Because I'll be honest, this is my biggest issue. I mean, you're looking at me. I have had no, but I have had no treatments outside of my daily yes. skincare, no Botox, not anything. So I think for 54, Lindsay, I think I'm doing pretty good. What do you think? Oh, you look great. You look fantastic. But the spots, because I am a beach-loving girl. I mean, and I think I look better with a little tan. I'm not going to lie. And just pray I don't get melanoma <laughs> because I do love a little color. And I honestly have had a lot of trouble with sunscreens breaking me out. So I've had to like... Yes. Oh, sunscreens are like my nemesis. Like I've literally put a sunscreen on my chin well, I put it all over my face. I had forgotten mine that was made just for the face. I used my son's and I literally had like 20 white head zits on my chin. 20. Mm. I mean, just those. Oh yeah, you hear that. Ugh. What's up with that? You hear that a lot. You know, you hear that a lot. And, and the, the older versions of sunblocks were a bit thick. You've got the zinc that is incredibly thick and white and opaque. Um, but the new science that we have nowadays, they're, they're making it in powder form. You know, they're not making it in those heavy cream forms. So I say, you know, go go back to your esthetician. Um, there's, there's definitely different formulations that can help with people that struggle with breakouts and acne. Well, I love this powder form, Gail. That sounds amazing. It might be something you can use. I think the powder form, cool. though, is going to rinse off and sweat off at the ocean. So it's it's good for every day, I think, but I don't think it's ideal for, like, I'm getting, when I go to the beach, I'm getting in the ocean. I mean, I'm doing all the no, things. No, there are, there are alligators up in your waters oh, over there. You need they to, are yeah. in the creeks and rivers and ponds. 
the shark. Sorry, <laughs> in the in ocean, the just to be clear. Well, just so we know which thing is going to attack us. Okay. Okay. So, I want to so go wait, back wait, wait, to wait, treatments know. of specific things. Okay. So, uh, no, I want to know about blackheads. Like, because because I hear this all the time. Obviously, Gail and I are in the beauty industry as well. And blackheads and, and acne, adult acne. So those two things I I hear a lot. People are saying, I've got adult acne. I never had acne when I was younger. What do I do? Um, and then the blackheads. That's like a huge deal. Talk to us about what kind of treatments you would you would do for them. Well, again, hydrofacial because it uses a vacuum-powered machine to really pull those blackheads out of the skin. Um, manual extractions, you got to get manual extractions. Um, blackheads are going to form. Manual extractions, notice she didn't say do your own manual extractions. <laughs> oh, I was, yeah. oh, I was no. just going to say, mm -hmm. do not do your own. That's going to cause so many problems. Um, but yeah, coming in, you know, as often as monthly, quarterly, seasonally, whenever to get that deep clean and the removal of blackheads through manual extraction. Similar to going to see your dental hygienist every four to six months to get the deep cleaning. Okay, let's go with this. Is our blackheads caused by poor skin hygiene? No, not at all. But your your skin is porous. I, I mean, it's going to fill with dirt, debris, elements from the environment. That's just how it is. I think that people need to remember our skin is exposed to these elements all the time. And, you know, you're, you're going to get buildup. It's inevitable. You could be using the best skincare. You can be coming in monthly for treatments. And you're going to continue to fill those pores. And well, that's and normal. What about somebody who's, like, over oily? I, I'll say this. Ke Kevin was, you know sitting there last night and he's like, oh gosh, I just squeezed out so much stuff from my yeah. nose. He's like, I think I need to go see Lindsay. But, but he's super oily. Now there is a difference. I'd love Lindsay to address this in blackheads and sebaceous filaments. Mm. Yes. So tell us about yes, that. There is. Talk to us. There is. a lot of people see those sebaceous so filaments and think they've got a bunch of blackheads and they don't. Yeah, that's true. Well, sebaceous filament is really just the filament that's in the lining of the pore. So I also remove that when I do treatments. And so a good esthetician will be able to re remove both. Um, the blackhead is going to be oils that are caught in the pore. Um, so, and it oxidizes and it appears black. You also have closed comedones that's, you know, caught the, the, the dead skin cells caught in between the skin layers. So, and, and then you have milia, which is the whitehead. So, um, yeah, there, you're going to get all of it. Again, your skin is porous and there's no way around it. You just got to maintain, um, the balance of your oil. So you're not getting overproduction of blackheads and buildup, which leads to, you know, acne vulgaris and the big cystic breakouts. So just, you know, be mindful that this is a normal thing. Everyone goes through it. It's not like you have poor hygiene. Um, it's just how your your pores and your skin is. But poor hygiene would lead to more blackheads, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got a Absolutely. 19 year old that is not real compliant with his regimen. And when he's not, Absolutely. I'm like, you are not walking out of this house with blackheads. And oh my gosh. Gail and I charcoal are so alive. Charcoal mask. I looked at Marcus's nose and he came over. I'm like, dude, you need to go see Tia Lindsay now. And he's all, yes. I know, shut up. I'm cracking yes. the whole family's on the program. Okay, so that's, and now I do want to sidebar there because a lot of times with acne, we also, it's cousin rosacea, I would call it. Because I think a lot of 
Sometimes people misidentify. They think they have adult acne, but it's really a form of rosacea. Can you talk about that a little bit, the difference in what we would look for? And are they treated differently, treated the same? What should you say about that? Yeah, you know, acne and rosacea are similar in the fact that they're, it's inflammation in the skin. Um, that's why it's presenting in that way. And so um, rosacea is going to be tiny little demodex mites that sit on the skin and they, they feast on your natural oils and your dead skin cells. And so it's oh. going to appear really red and kind of blotchy, you said kind of mites. in the nose and so cheek rosacea area. Is yeah. <laughs> I did not know Rosacea, yeah. I didn't Demodex, either. it's called Demodex mites. And these mites love the dead skin cells and they love the uh, the oils in your skin and they, they eat it up and they feast and, and they grow. And so a lot of times before, people, estheticians, did not know how to treat rosacea. It was really kind of classified as sensitive skin, right? But the, the fact is you need to encourage exfoliation with rosacea because you need to get rid of those demodex mites. How do you exfoliate? Because I've heard that you want to put lather, and tell me if this is wrong, um, but I heard that you want to lather on a like a heavy duty moisturizer, let it sit for about five minutes, take a, like a gentle washcloth and then circular motion to exfoliate for rosacea. Is that correct? Or is it Um, it just a normal exfoliator, exfoliator, like a peel or something good? I think for rosacea and acne, I think physical scrubs are far too aggressive. And I feel like you should avoid those type of treatments for that. I feel like you're going to get better result when you work with enzymatic exfoliants that naturally eat up the dead skin cells, as well as the AHA, BHAs. You're going to get way more. Um, And you're going to, you know. Salicylic acid, is that one? Yes. Yes, glycolic acid. Lactic acid, salicylic is great for that. Azelaic acid is really good for rosacea. (laughs) She's like, I'm using all of it, you know. Um, I do have some rosacea and it is, you know, there's so many, like you said, the science moves very fast. And, you know, what was true Mm. five years ago is, you know, people thought you needed to really moisturize rosacea because it had that scaly appearance. Then people are, no, it's a form of acne. And then you hear a lot of things. So I love hearing the latest. So what about um, uneven, like texture issues? What's your best treatments for texture, which would be roughness, flaking, fine lines, all that? I think retinol is going to be good for that. Um, So texture can be anything from scarring. It can be um, dead cell material and buildup on the skin. Mm. Um, So the, the retinol is going to be really good to help regenerate new skin cells and then also kind of exfoliate. Well, it's not necessarily exfoliator, but just really regenerate the, the old and bring up the new. Retinol so is what just about star. Yeah, it is. I, it it is. is. It's like it's like the gold star. Um, tell us about dull dull skin because I have felt in the last week, and and this just could be because me not feeling like at my my absolute best, but I felt in the last week that my skin looks dull, and I know that we've we've talked about 
our skin being dull before, but like tell tell me about <laughs> tell me about that. Like what would you use for that? Dull skin I think is it could be a lot of things. Um it, you could tell when somebody has lack of sleep, maybe not enough water. They're looking a little lackluster. Maybe they haven't been using their products. Maybe they haven't had clinical treatments. Um, but I think a lot of the dullness comes from maybe internally not getting the nutrients that you need and not getting the mm-hmm. hydration that you need. And then also seasonal. I mean, we're going into the winter yeah. season, so um, we're a lot drier. We're, we're we, you know, we're sitting by the fire, or you got the heat on. So yeah, you're not going to be as as glowy and radiant there and and also there's not a lot of moisture in the area or in the air in this area so I think that's what leads to the dullness you know even I encourage my clients to not only reassess your skincare needs in the fall but even look at the color products you're using maybe you want to change to a creamier foundation maybe you want to cut back on the powder maybe you want to use a creamier cheek color because it's different you know your skin is different and we need to treat it differently and I'm amazed at the same people that want, you know, one foundation to use 24-7, 365. Okay. No, just no. But, you know, I, I got tickled at you when you're talking about, you know, not not doing your skincare regimen because we regularly will have people tell us, you know, I've not been taking care of your skin. And I always want to say, really? I couldn't tell. <laughs> you know, right. we know. Well- just lots of we know lots of hydration. I think is important. Hyaluronic acid is going to be your best friend. Add in those extra oils and serums, and drink plenty of water. Take multivitamins. Eat healthy. Eat lots of vegetables and fruit, and you'll start to get your glow back. Well, that was that was my other question. Is about oils. Are they good? Because I I wanted to just know, like, what do you think about oils yeah. on the skin? Yeah, I. I love oils. I think oils are fantastic. Uh, I think that there are some oils that you should not put on your face. You you, you don't want to put cooking oil on your face. Um, cooking coconut oil, for example. You, <laughs> you, you, you stop you. there because yeah, say that again for our audience because there are some people out there that are putting avocado and and uh, coconut cooking oil on their face. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, there's a difference. You want to make sure that you're getting a fractionated oil so that you're eliminating those, those, the fatty ingredients that build up the skin. Um, so oil is incredibly, I love oils. Uh, we, we recommend it for everyone, including oily skin, because you got to think of it. Oils break down oils. Water does not break down oil. If you put oil in a glass and water in a glass, they are not going to blend. They are not going to mix. So the only way to break down oils is with an oil. So, and again, make sure it's a fractionated oil. It's not a cooking oil that you're applying on your skin, but I'm obsessed with them. I love them. They're going to give you the hydration that you need, and they're going to help to repair your, your acid mantle, your lipid, lipid barrier. If I'm understanding you correctly, and this is what I have been studying and working with my clients on is, you know, it's an inside and outside job as far as hydration, you know, the proper nutrition, then understanding the different types of moisturizers, like humectants, emollients, and occlusives. And I think sometimes people just want to go straight to that heavy occlusive when they start to feel dry. And I know for me as a combination oily girl, I feel better to use layers like lighter layers and do a little of each. And 
people don't understand, you know, once you put on the occlusive layer, nothing else is getting through. Um, so will you talk a little bit about those three cons and what's good for who? I love them all, and I think they're great for everyone. Um, your humectant is going to be your hyaluronic acid, and we naturally produce hyaluronic acid in our skin, but over time and as we age, we lose that hyaluronic. And also when we strip our lipids, they seep out. And so I think it's important to supplement with a topical hyaluronic or some type of serum. And those um, actually cause, they attract water, right? Correct. From correct. So the environment and the deeper layers, is that correct? Absolutely. So, for example, I think you're in Florida, right? I'm in is South right? Carolina. Or, okay, you're South Carolina. I'm sorry. Um, so you're. Pro- it's probably a little bit more humid out there, right? Oh, girl. <laughs> humidity. It <laughs> should be South, South Humidity Carolina. That should be what we're called. <laughs> Gotcha. Well, in California, there's not a lot of, of humidity. It's very, very dry. So we, your skin is probably great and plump. And, you know, you go to Hawaii and every time you go to Hawaii, your skin looks glowy and great because there's a lot of humidity. So yes, hyaluronic acid naturally in our body and our skin will bind the moisture in the air and keep it in. Um, so humectants are huge. But and it, I, I love also, those. I, I read somewhere that it pulls some water from your deeper layers up to the surface. Does that happen too? So you're absolutely, getting, absolutely. You're getting I love that, that we're not just putting on something that feels soft and greasy. And that's the things I really want people to understand about skincare. Because I think 10, 20 years ago, smearing stuff on was the best you could do. That's that's really right. But, but right. we can go with this so many different directions and using a humectant to go ahead and draw in the moisture and plump it up. And then use these others to keep it in. I think that's just the Absolutely. double whammy. So go ahead and tell me about emollients and occlusives. Sure, sure. Um, so I do want to point out too, there, there is a difference. So the humectants are, are the water in our skin and the creamy emulsive ceramide rich creams, that's going to be more of your replicating your natural oils, right? Um, and so you got to have a perfect balance of water and oil in your skin. And so um, the ceramide rich creams are really nice because they give you the fatty acids that you might, you might be losing as you age. Um, and it feels really good. Generally soaks in really nice, um, plumps up the skin. Um, and then your, um, occlusive is great too, because the occlusive just really holds in all of the yummy stuff that you just put on the skin from the serums, the oils and the creams, and it allows it to stay intact within your skin and not leak out. So I I love all of them. Doesn't that also Um, create some protection from the elements? Absolutely. Right. The barrier Mm -hmm. cream almost. Absolutely. It'll, well, it'll allow the environmental stressors like, you know, um, let's say you're working in a heavily polluted area, or let's say you've got people that are working with food and oils. It really helps to protect your skin mm-hmm. from, from all of the, the environmental aggressors. So what would be some good examples of some occlusive ingredients? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're going to hear it a lot, and I'm not saying to go out there and go buy it mm-hmm. and slap it on, but, you know, petrolatum or petroleum, um, aquaphor, those are going to be humectants. Nothing's going to penetrate beeswax. through that. Um, yes, yes. Um, beeswax steak that's I'm not, obsessed with. 
I put it on my lips. I put it around my eyes, elbows. Everywhere. You know, I love that stick. It's the stick of wonder in my mind. And, you know, I love myself a bit. It's the magic stick. magic stick. (laughs) Shut up, Christina. You're so bad. (laughs) Every girl needs a magic stick. I like my beeswax stick. Thank you very much. Okay, so... Um, loss of elasticity, sagging skin. Mm, what can we do for that? I honestly, that's where I would recommend fillers and more injectables for that. Um, more non-invasive treatments to help kind of, um, produce your own collagen, reproduce your own collagen, um, and also retinol. Yeah. So talk about a little bit in the injectables because, you know, we had a conversation offline and you were like, yeah, some of them are really good. And some of them, I just, you can't gauge it, um, was the conversation we had. So what, what are the ones that you're like, Hey, these are tried and true. You can gauge it. I would, um, highly recommend these things over these things. What would that be for you? I'm a fan of Botox or neurotoxins. Botox is going to be the the most recognized brand name and Dysport. I feel like it's great. It's been around for a long time um, for other medical purposes. I feel that a lot of women nowadays are starting a bit early. We're seeing a lot of 20-year-olds that are doing it, which in my personal opinion, I think it's a little too early. Yes. I mean, well, it's trending, right? It's a, it's a beauty trend. money for Botox. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's it's becoming more and more accessible. And I, I feel like, you know, maybe start to think about it when you're in, in your mid-30s. Um, Is it so definitely, once uh, you start, you have to keep it up? It is true, which is why um, I say be careful with that. You know, Botox is nice because it really doesn't change your natural appearance. It really just kind of freezes your your expressions, um, which I like. Um, filler is going to be a slippery slope. I mean, I feel like I feel like there's a, there's so many great injectors in this area that can truly transform and enhance your features um, by doing a little lip flip or contouring your cheeks, or you know, I think it's great. But I do think that it it is a slippery slope because those products do break down and metabolize and the, the women almost, they don't feel comfortable in their natural appearance. So they just continue to do more and more. And I think less is best with filler. Let's go back to Botox You'll look for like a minute. cat lady. So if someone comes <laughs> into you, I mean, obviously we think about the 11s. I have what's called the dash. I've got my gap. I have a dash. It's a straight line. I don't really have as much 11s as I do the dash, but those are the kind of things we think about with Botox. So, um, but I know that you can kind of give yourself the appearance of an eye lift with Botox, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Botox is great. So it's, you know, I always say if you're going to start early, you know, focus on really the 11s, right? Um, and then, yeah, as we age, our face starts to, you know, fall a bit. And so uh, there's there's a, a treatment that they do with Botox called, called a brow lift, and it's a specific injection site. So it just naturally kind of lifts your, your, your eyebrow a little bit. And that's lovely. I love that. So... And what are some, well, before we go on, what are some of the things that could happen that maybe people need to be aware of with Botox too? 
Uh, there's common side effects. Um, sometimes people get headaches. You know, it feels really heavy after they get the injection site. It goes away. Um, sometimes if they miss the mark, it can cause, you know, some some drooping of the eyelid. Um, or it can cause over that overarching a certain right area. There, the droop. If that, oh. Yeah. <gasps> I would be devastated. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, yeah. It's a thing. It's real. It Christina, have you done time. that? So again, did it happen? Yes, Christina she has. Yes, it's happened. It's happened. Has. It's happened a couple of times, and my eyes like. Yes, and, and I'll be the first to call her out. So, yeah. <laughs> what the hell happened to you? I'm like, shut up, you know. So, an esthetician. Let's be clear too. An esthetician can do these injections, or does that have to go to a medical office? Thank you for asking, uh, because in the state of California, estheticians are not able to do that. It's not within their scope. Uh, it has to be a nurse practitioner, an RN under um, a physician. Because over here, like, I'm I sure other states' offices doing them and stuff. I mean, you, you yes. anybody can just about give you an injection. It's crazy. Oh, so many doctors have jumped on the bandwagon. You got chiropractors doing it. You've got, you know, it's just it's the number one procedure aesthetically they're doing it for money that's that's a money grab it it is but you know what it works and but but it's a racket (laughs) but it works how long does it last you know about three to four months Mm -hmm. about three to four months okay Mm -hmm. so let's go on to those injectables because this is an area i'm very interested in because i do i do think you can do some christina has lit up like a freaking christmas tree over there (laughs) I think she loves do those injectables. Right? I do love my Thanks. injectables. We love uh, my poor clients. They're like, "Oh my gosh, she's been doing injectables. No wonder." No, you guys, I still have great. skin. You do have great it's skin. Like, it all stems with. You do. Like, I know one lady who looks like she's been blown up like a balloon. Yeah. I mean, that's what I said. I mean, people, it's a slippery slope and they just almost don't identify with themselves without she these fillers. Swollen. And it's she looks permanently swollen. I yeah. mean, it's actually you, it's a, it's a look and you can tell when somebody is over filled and they all start to kind of look similar. So what happens um, is they but have there's, a mistake and they got too much at once or is that usually they get a little and they like it so much they just want more and more? That's probably the latter. Mm. I think that people just want mm. more and more. And, you know, it's like I said, it's fun. It's fun to get a lip flip. It's fun to juice up your lips. But I think it's a slippery slope and you become, you start to look unnatural. And I, slope, I've Christina? always. <laughs> well, I would have to say, yes. But, but here's, like, Lindsay, here's the, if you the want thing. to go on a nice vacation, do you just call Christina in for some treatments? Because I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> Is that what happens? Because I know you could. Well, if you tell that girl it's going to make that face look iron and glowing, she's going to pay you anything. I mean, women do. You know, this we call it the lipstick industry. It's never going to go out of style. Every woman wants to look good. So you know, but again, less is best. And I just feel like the natural beauty is timeless. You're actually going to age yourself if you overdo exfoliants, Botox, yeah. and fillers. It's premature aging. Okay. So you let's know, let's talk about some of the different injectables because they're not all created equal, yeah. right? Right. One of the ones I'm hearing about most lately is this tear trough filler. What do you think about that? Mm. 
I think that is the real, the, the only treatment for the people that have the deep set eyes and the bags. I mean, there's not really a magic eye cream. I mean, sure, it can help and it can soften, but if it's truly no fatty tissue under there, the the tear trough filler is great. How bad does that yeah. hurt? You know, it's funny. I, uh, I work alongside a physician, so I just want to be clear. I don't do the injectables. I don't administer them as an esthetician in California, but I have clients that do it and I notice a huge difference when they get it done and it does not hurt as bad. You would think it does, but the way that they do it is they go kind of in through, um, the cheek kind of upward, um, and it's quick, it's easy and it doesn't hurt. So for those that have just those deep, dark, Actually, a not just the the darkness on the surface of the skin. You're talking about there's an actual, um, what's the word? Almost a textural line there, or a trough. Yes, a, right. a, well, yes. There's, also, there's also flattening, flattening too. Like if you look at somebody's face, there could be like a flat, like it's flat. It's not lifted anymore. So that's another. I mean it. There's definitely a line of demarcation yeah, yes. and, and the tissue texture is different and there's no fatty tissue underneath to support it. So it's almost falling, right? And then you've also got the deep set and then the dark circle. So it's 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 an issue, and no right? And of creams are is gonna cover up those no, deep I need I, I, and I will and, and, and honestly, I hear people say all the time they're searching for that concealer and there's not one good concealer out there to repair th- that, you know? So I do like tear troughed fillers for those people that, you know, worry about that. Lips. That area. Let's talk about those lips, Christina. Let's talk about lips. Christina, okay, lips, I really want to know when's the last time you got your lips done? Cause I know you say you haven't done it for a long time, but sometimes I don't think you're telling uh, the it's truth. Been, it's, no, it's been... <laughs> Uh, geez, probably, no, it's been months. It's been been probably, shut up. You guys, you're so funny. Um, No, you say it like it's been five years. It's been months. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's been probably about like six months. Christina, you made it sound like I did it once a million years ago (laughs) and that's all worn off. And I kept thinking, I've done it. No, my my dad, God bless his soul. He had he had big lips. So oh, you know she's going to try to bring dad all... into this. God no, rest no, no. his soul. No, I... Tell the truth. Right, right, right. Come on, that's okay, not. Wait, no, 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 Lindsay, you tell us what she's done to those lips because those things look like they could suck the paint off a house. People even ask me, has she had her lips done? And I'm over here lying saying, oh, no, it's been a really long time. Oh, it was last week. Oh, come on. You have to lie about it. That's when you know you got a problem, right? So we have a problem. Are there interventions for people who are getting too much stuff done? You know, I try, I have, I have some clients that overdo it. We see people that come in that overdo it. And, you know, I kindly say less is best. Hold it right here. Um, I will say like Chris, to Christina's people point. Named Christina. Right. You know, to Christina's point, she does have beautiful full lips. She, she does naturally. I, but I will say as we, as we 
kind of enter our midlife season, our our lips lose their volume and they also lose well, their they color. Roll in. And they start rolling into our mouth. Yeah, I tell I people they're still there. Yeah. They're just back in your throat <laughs> somewhere. If I could just well, you, uh... you, I mean, you smile and they're gone, right? So everything's um, just rolling up. Yeah. Our eyes are because if you take people and you pick up their eyelid, oh, there's their freaking eyelashes under all that <laughs> fat. So, Christina, no, really, what did you have done to your lips? I mean, Christina has some. I mean, Kev, Kev's a lucky man. I mean, he's got some good ones. But tell us what you did, really. I want to know. Uh, so probably like six months ago, I think I did Voluma in in my lips. I can't remember. But my injectionist, I will say this, she is very, very, very natural. She's like, no, you're we can't do any more. Cause I'm like, can't you just make them bigger? And he she's Christina, like, no. They do not need to no. look bigger. Well yeah, because then they won't she she told me why. Because they won't close. No, because so, it would look you know, ridiculous. Look That's why. Well that too. But your Cupid's bow, your Cupid's bow starts to separate. And you you won't be able to close your lips, and so I'm like, I'm not well, even going to go down that able- road of closing your lips, Christina. <laughs> what I noticed too is some people they get. I think what you're talking about the lip flip is making it like go up, like you know the edge go up. Yep. And I see people so that I have ever a do that line again. under their nose where it's like their lip yeah. is pushing up so much it's created a crease. Is that what's happened there? You know, the lip flip is, I think it's popular and the lip flip is done with Botox. It's actually not done or neurotoxin. It's actually not done with the filler, but what it's doing is it's actually, well, what it's doing is it's, they, they do just um, a couple of units on each side and it just restricts the muscle and almost flips the lip so that you can, um, so that the inside tissue is exposed, therefore looking like they're fuller lips. I'm going to tell you every time, every time I've done a lip flip, I can't suck out of a straw and then it just, just stop just right dribble. there. Just oh, stop dribble. right dribble. there. It's true. <laughs> Gail, it's true. It's real. It's real. And if it's we real. are lips were looking a little thinner, because what I noticed for a lot of women and I'm one proportionally, my bottom lip is a little fuller than my top lip. So if people want to just say, yes. maybe start with evening that out a little bit, Botox or filler? I, I, every lip is going to be different. So it's up to the injector to recommend that. Um, but I say, you know, start with the lip flip because it's just a few units. So it's a little bit more cost effective and you're not really injecting a product and you're just kind of flipping and using your own, you know, muscle. And, and so I, I, another that. treatment I think is, just go, I just go get it done and then call me when you're, when you're done. I, I want to say it. I just poop a money I know, over she, here. She'll sell it. Yeah, she'll sell it. Um, I think another treatment that's really good for making your lips look uh, bigger is lip blushing, which is a completely different conversation, but it's tattooing color on your lips. And what it does is it when your lips have color, you look younger and more vibrant. And it also kind of defines Did the, you hear the shape all that, of your you people lip. that don't want to wear lipstick, younger and more defined. They yes, take that it's beautiful. And lip liner beautiful. is back with a vengeance. So there. Okay, <laughs> cheeks. People do a lot of filler in the cheeks. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. Cheeks are, yeah. Well, it's funny because cheeks 
cheek filler is not really just for the cheek. It's actually for the nasal labial folds. So the lines that go from your nose all the way down past your lip. And so what injectors are doing is they'll, they'll fill the cheeks so that the cheeks can lift slightly to soften okay. the lines down in your nasal labial. And you know, a, a contoured cheek is beautiful, oh, yes. you know, um, but, 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 but I say cheek, she would contour. <laughs> I'm carrying a little extra cheeky right now. Oh, but now, Christina got something. There's something you can do down here along your jawline and chin that you can Listen, do. Why are you telling all my beauty I, secrets I, right I'm now? I'm not going to lie, friend. Like, I do apologize. Christina. That just slipped out. I thought she may not want that. What could you do if perhaps perhaps you were a little over jowled? You had a little extra jiggly jowl. What could one do? Yes. Yes, actually, I love this. This is Botox. Uh, if you inject Botox in your masseters, masseter muscle is a large muscle, and that's what helps. Well, that's what causes you to grind and clench. And so uh, when you grind it, grind and clench, you you basically exercise that muscle, and it becomes bigger, right? Um, so when they do Botox, it relaxes that muscle, and so you're not clenching and grinding. And you're, it's also contouring and giving you some angles in the cheek Sign or the, the jowl area clenching that's Sign me up yes okay i i do it specifically for the clench because i get you know tension headaches but it, the contour is really nice um but i will say it does soak up a lot of units in that muscle because it's a big muscle so I'm be prepared for that, that and i feel like end. she's over there waiting for you to say any treatment she hasn't had done yet and so she can write it I, i'm listening for it i'm waiting she for it, loves actually. it actually i I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna go see Lynn's and and have her do some work on my face because I just. But need I a do think love. it's geographical because you got you guys are in California and it's what everybody does. Yeah. Over here, it's all about teasing our hair. We're like, how high can we get our hair? How great can how dark can these eyebrows be? I mean, look at those eyebrows. I painted those girls on good today. Um, I mean, it's I just love it. different. It's just different. So there's no judgment, and I, you know, to each his own. I do want to ask this because we're drawing to the end of our hour. If I have $500 to spend and I'm going to see SD, dermatician, med spa, whatever, and I'm, you know, 50-ish, got the normal 50-ish, little fine lines, a few deeper lines, some, you know, discolorations, some sagging. For $500, what would be the best thing I could do? Uh, skincare for sure. And, um, either a chemical peel just to kind of boost your skin and help the new skincare penetrate better or a hydrofacial. So I would definitely get thousand dollars. I would probably throw in a laser. Mm. Lasers are great. Lasers are great. Lasers are good. Um, superficial lasers, even the more intense ones, are great too. If you what can, about the new if your skin's healthy. Thing. What's it called, Christina? And you told me no. Uh, it's uh, micro micro needling. No, I do that. <laughs> we talk about that. I think you're talking. I think you're talking about the. It's almost like um, cauterizing oh, and stamping. Yes. yes. Right. Yeah, yes. The little dots, and they're supposed to. This cause. Yeah. Supposed to cause a tightening effect. Sure. What is that called? Sure. I, I think, I don't, I don't know, know what it's, 
I forget what it's called. I, I think the premise of that is it's controlled trauma to the skin and you're wounding. Let's say you, you see it a lot kind of on the eyelids. Yes. yes. Um, and so, so um, you know, when you're causing wounds on the skin, the skin is, is designed to regenerate healthier tissue, stronger tissue. And so that's, that's the kind of premise. I've not actually done it. I've not seen a lot of people in my area do it. it there's, there's, there, there are um, technicians that offer that service, but I don't know too much about it. In theory, it sounds good, but I don't have firsthand experience with the result. Mm-hmm. Okay, what if we've got like two thousand dollars? Mm-hmm. Botox, Botox for sure. <laughs> Throw in some Botox for sure. Um, Stay away from Phil. Well, you're 50. Okay, so I would say maybe I'm a try a little slower. If you want the truth. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would say get a package of lasers. You know, get a package of of treatments. Get a get a, a solid skincare line, like a range of stuff from cleanser, you know, serums, oils, ceramides, humectants, all that, retinol, vitamin C, SPF, and just save that money for continuous uh, treatments. So somebody's going to ask it. What about those facelifts, partial facelifts? Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I've heard you can even I, go down I, with like barbed threads. I mean. Yes. Oh yeah. In, Ooh, in, so, in, so in yeah. Writing. So yeah, that's, that's a bit, that's a bit much for me and my taste, but I think that I, I do actually recommend facelifts. I think that save your money on years and years of injectable and save it when you're 50 plus for a lower lift or a bluff or, you know, something like that. Bluffs are easy. I think that's great because we all kind of, you know, lose, um, firmness and volume up in the eye area and it starts to sag a little bit. Yeah, which is just, you know, the eye no, area, just cutting the lid and, and opening. And she was awake the entire time. It's an in-office treatment. I mean, it's in I and mean, out. It's, it's, and it's it, she easy. Looked, you couldn't really, it was just, she just looked rested. Oh, and they gosh, actually I'm gave just, her a little, like, he put a little extra stitch in on the outside that gave her a little, like, turn up. I'm like, turn me mm-hmm. up. Yes. And it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It wasn't super expensive. Yeah, and it, I think maybe 3600 It's really not. Is that- exactly. I think absolutely do a bluff. Absolutely um, consider a lower lift. Um, you know, save the money instead of you know it going down the drain with fillers that are just going to metabolize. Um, but don't do it until you're you know fifty plus. You've got some years still. So I, I'm a fan, and I feel like again science has evolved and improved so much. And these physicians are. I mean, the trade is just getting better and better. So yeah. Absolutely. Christina would know. All right. Well, I'm, you know what? There are, there are some that I'm just like, meh, like this new injectable quo. I probably, I mean, I like it, but you know, would I think I we all have our things. Like, yeah, I think there, there are just things that you naturally gravitate Mine to. Mine shoes. That's where my money's going, is shoes. I mean, I will buy a pair of shoes and my friends are like, you paid how much for those shoes? I'm like, they're going to last me years. What are you talking about? And It's your feet. And they're like, I would never pay that for shoes. Mine so I'm like, you're, you're sh-. Mine is Botox and Gucci, you know? Just give me, give me a... Yes. Give me a- She's not bougie mine is, at all, friends. And mine is... 
And and mine is skincare. I mean, hands down, my my skincare closet is insane. It's the the skincare. I think, especially because when you look at some of these ingredients, they're not that expensive, and you can really just. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a new one every week. You're like, oh, let me try this. Oh, let me try that. And it's just, it's a quick fix and you don't have to make an appointment. You don't have to risk anything. You just go get them all. But get some advice if you don't know what you're doing. Do your research. Um, Learn how to read labels. Learn what the ingredients Mm. are so you know. And I do think, I know she's probably going to disagree with this, but I do think there is something to be said for working within a line because they have taken into account those products being used together. Is that fair, Lindsay? I agree. I do. I think it's absolutely fair. Yeah. It, they work in synergy with one another and there's no, you know, I'll, in fact, when I don't mind if clients are using different products from different lines, if it's working, but the goal is to really streamline it. Um, you know, we, you can still cherry pick with the fun stuff, but I think that the, the, the chemical ingredients and just the philosophy and the concept within a line is going to help work well with each other. And it's just going to be synergistic. So, well, you know what I, I would agree that is that Linz is my friend and I can bring her all of the, all of the products and say, what do I need to use? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, and we it. love it. What do I need to add? You know what else you know, I'll spend yes, money so. on? Teeth bleach. Oh, oh, I love, oh, I love, yeah, I love white teeth. Teeth are my favorite. I thing. keep asking for them to be whiter, and the dental hygienists, I mean, they look at me, they say, they're blue, and I'm like, no, isn't there something like you can paint on them to make them whiter? So I think, I tease oh, Christina, I but I think we all have our things. Oh. I have friends who spend gazillions on their hair, and I color my own hair with products from Sally Beauty Supply. I mean, let's just, <laughs> we all have our things. So I say do yep. what makes you feel good. Address the issues that bother you the most and make you feel a little, you know, off or not your best mm-hmm. or or just give you the look you want. That's what it's all about. Maybe you like a wrinkled look. Maybe you like blonde hair, blue hair, whatever gives you the look you desire. I say go for it. Christina, you want to wrap us up with Lindsay? One of you want to have the last words? I, I've loved this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, well, thank, thanks so much for coming out here. And I think the one question that I want you to answer for, for everybody in midlife is what, what do you say to them? Like, you know, what, what's your last parting words to them? Um, for women in midlife space who are going through so many different things. Wash your face. And- I'm just kidding. That was Gail. <laughs> <laughs> But what do you what do you say to them? Because I, I I think we also need to be kind to ourselves too during this season. Absolutely, so absolutely. What, you, what, I, that, what are your last parting words for them? I, I would say that you know, just give yourself some grace. It's like I said, it's a it's a blessing to age, and if you're aging gracefully, then you know, just and don't overthink it. Don't hyper focus on flaws because no one else has seen these flaws. They love you for you. You're deeper than skin, right? Um, and invest in yourself. You know, a, a lot of people say, well, it's expensive. I can't afford it. You, you absolutely can afford it. You just need to allocate your, your money towards, you know, professional treatments, professional skincare. And it doesn't have to be too much. You don't have to go crazy. Just and, and commit to something that you can do religiously. It's not a lot of effort. It's just and, and, and start healthy rituals and healthy habits to better yourself. 
Awesome. And where can they find you, Linz? Because I know you have, I know you're in California, but we have listeners all over. So where can they find you? We are in Rockland, California. So we're a little suburb east of Sacramento. And my um, shop is called Urban Aesthetics. And do you have a website? So, you know, you were talking about earlier free consultations. If somebody from South Carolina wants yes. to get a, wants she to get a consultation like with you. that I need some help? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we absolutely have a website. Our website is Urban Aesthetics. It's U-R-B-A-N-A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C-S-C-A.com. You could also find us on Instagram, which is probably a little bit more active. Um, You can see a lot of our updated treatments, kind of feel us out and see what we're all about. And our Instagram handle is Urban Aesthetics CA. Nice. Nice. Well, Lynn, thanks so much for coming out here. And I think we have a word from our sponsors, right, Gail? Speaking of shoes, I've got to tell you guys about walking cradles. These shoes are designed by a woman, and they have taken into account some things that your other shoe designers and manufacturers don't think about. First of all, they're size inclusive, 4 to 13 all width. So you can actually get the shoe that's the size you need. Plus they're built with little pillow inserts in there that just give you little puffs of softness to walk on and a range of styles. If you're traditional, if you're edgy, if you want a sandal, you want a booty, whatever you want, they've got it all. And guess what's the best part? They've got a 20% discount off for the listeners of Midlife Moxie. So go to www.walkingcradles.com slash moxie. And then at checkout, put in the code moxie20. What you got, Christina? Well, you know, we've been talking about skin, but we need to talk about sweat now. So if you are sweating on those boobies, we need to help you with our boobalicious products. And so that is love, L-U-V, boobaliciousproducts.com. You'll want to head on over there to check out their all natural vegan products for your lady parts where they can smell like lemons. And you want to hit for your um, discount code. Moxie, M-O-X-I-E. So go check it out and make those boobies lemony fresh. Luscious lemons. So we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for being with us, Lindsay. Your expertise is appreciating that you're willing to share it with our listeners. And we just love talking about skin care. And I I love talking about cosmetics. I'm not going to lie. If that's not your jam, that's okay. Just keep your skin healthy and stay healthy yourself. So until we hear you, until you hear from us again, um, please reach out to us at midlifemoxiepodcast at gmail.com with your questions and comments. Please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you're able to. If not, contact us directly and tell us why. Give us some follows over on Instagram at Gala Scott at one sassy massy and check out our website, midlifemoxie.net. And then Christina, as always, what do we want them to do? Go and get your moxie on. Bye guys and happy Thanksgiving. Thank you ladies. Thank you so Bye much. Bye guys and happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>